Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. What is going on, DDP Snake Pit fans? It's time for another edition of DDP Snake Pit right here on Podcast Heat and AdFreeShows.com. I'm John Alba, joined as I am every single week by the Bonafide Hall of Famers themselves, Jake the Snake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, that ring. That ring looks so good, man. It blinds you, don't it? Blinds oh, you. Right in the okay. eyes. How about this? Look at that. <laughs> I got Dallas that is like a Dallas is like, I got nothing. I got that from Flair. What do you mean you got it from Flair? Well, you let it it down the locker room and I took it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't want to waste any time this week, guys, because we had so much fun a couple of weeks ago. Oh, now I'm a waste of time? (laughs) I get get you. I get you. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, we did an Ask Anything, and I think we should do that again this week on this episode. I love it. We got great engagement from the fans on social media, hashtag DDP Snake Pit. And uh, let's get things started, why don't we? And this one comes from Al Seneca. He says, is there any wrestler during your peaks that you wanted to wrestle but didn't get the chance to on pay-per-view? Of course. Hogan. (laughs) Hogan, Warrior, Savage. Uh, Any of those guys have been great during the pay-per-view. So wait a second. That's right. You never. I never got those guys, man. You never got Warrior after all that that work. No, because Vince fired his ass. Vince fired Warrior after SummerSlam, and I was supposed to start the next night. And that was my big run. Mm, And it ran out the door. (laughs) And uh, I will say this. For years, I hated Warrior for it. Because we'd had a little confrontation in the locker room because I got a call in Orlando, Florida from Vance telling me to go to Warriors locker room and ask permission to shoot an angle with him. Are you kidding me, Vince? No, Jake, just do it. You want me to go in there and ask him if he'll do an angle with me? Yeah, ask him if he'll wrestle you. Are you kidding me? No. I hung up the phone. So I went in there and uh, Warrior was uh, getting ready and he was very abusive. 
and told me that he didn't care about me or my family and yada, 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 and uh, just show up, don't get in uh, trouble, don't wind up in a rehab somewhere, yada, yada, yada. Just fucking be there. You can go now. <laughs> but I kept my mouth shut. Then we did the angle and did several vignettes, and, um, and he got fired. So I was very angry because he did the thing that uh, – he told me not to do getting in any trouble and uh, screw up his angle. And uh, I had a lot of foolish hate. I'll say one thing about hate, guys. It's a waste of time. Hating someone is like uh, taking poison and hoping they die. It don't work. And I hated him for a long time. And then uh, 2014, I finally got to see him again. And I was contemplating attacking him. <laughs> From behind, of course. So I wanted to win. <laughs> and um, he beat me to the punch and uh, opened his hands up and, and said, man, I screwed you over so bad. And I feel so bad about that. And I, I melted. I'll never forget that, boy. You, you were like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. I couldn't believe it. This guy was begging me for forgiveness. Because he knew how much money it cost me. It cost me millions. And uh, it melted. Unfortunately, three days later, he was dead. That's horrible. I, 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 it brings horror to my mind. And I think, what if I had attacked him? You Where would I be today? Him. I, know you know I, I might have nailed him. One shot. Cheap shot, probably. But just to have that thought in your mind makes you feel bad. Yeah. yeah that's that. But does that bring you peace that you were able to make amends with him before he passed? Yes, yes. I'm very happy that I made amends with him, of course. And I have a lot of feelings for his wife and his kids who had to watch the horror of their father dying right in front of them. That's horrible, man. I wouldn't yeah. wish that on anybody. Mm. And uh, But yeah, there's several guys I wish I could have worked with on a pay-per-view yeah. besides the ones that I did. I did work with War uh, with uh, Undertaker on a pay per view, you know. But um, yeah, I was never featured in a pay per view, which I didn't understand how you could not feature Undertaker and I, <laughs> you know. But it was way down the card. Dallas, is there anybody that stands out for you? I got so many, you know, but they're mainly all from WWE. Yeah. I really did get to work with pretty much everybody, everybody. Yeah. In, in WCW because, you know, uh, um, the guys I really would have loved to work with, I would love to work with Austin, you know, especially like 97. I would yeah. love that. For me, it's um, you and The Rock in a people's people's yeah. champion feud. That's a no brainer. That was a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. yeah. I would love to love, love work with Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love because I know our, our, you know, just, I know our dance would have been amazing. Um, those are the three top guys, you know, that I really wish I, you know, could have had that opportunity. The people's champion versus people's champion more than anything, only because I saw that in my head two years before it ever happened. But, uh, you know, the, uh, it is what it is, man. You know, I, we both had ridiculous careers Yeah, that, you know, like sometimes being able to sit around and just, 
like be thankful that we're in the spot that we're in and being able to make the money that we can make today. Absolutely. And I'm 66, he's 67. You know, it's like we're living our best lives. Yeah. We're we're with our best women. Making more money than we ever have. You know, freaking and just and I'm still hot. (laughs) <laughs> you know? If I was a chick, I'd do me. <laughs> oh, What's up next? Give me a real question. Sure. Well, I want to build off that because here's one from Sean, not Sean. He says, if you could have a match with any wrestler that you never got to fight, so forget the whole pay-per-view thing, just someone you never got to work with, period, who would it be and what type of match would it be? I would like to have worked with, um... oh, gosh, brain fart. Uh, what are you going back in time? No, 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 no. He, he just left WWF and he hasn't went back to work for anybody yet. Johnny Gargan died at AEW. Oh, Brody uh, Lee. Yeah, Brody Lee died. Brody Lee. He used to be with Bray, Bray Wyatt. Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt, of course. I want to work, work with Bray Wyatt in a strippers pole match. <laughs> a strippers. Pole I have the match. I have the edge there because I've been in a coal miner's glove match so i think i know what to do okay okay dallas uh i love to have a match with randy orton and i really wanted to really wanted that to happen but you know and he thought it was gonna happen you know i mean it just makes sense you know rko versus diamond cutter i mean i would have loved it uh and I'd put him over in the middle, you know, and he'd kick out. You know, I don't care. Of the guy, you know, just it would have been a great match to go with. We could that's a great losing, promos. Winning and losing doesn't matter. Brother, yeah, as as you're there. Yeah, it would have. Uh, it would have really been awesome to be able to do something with him. Hell yeah, because uh, he's just such the total, the total package. Really, yeah. You know? I don't think they've ever tapped into his real shit yet. I really don't. He is he is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I there's think always he's the been, best of all time. There's there's a little something he's not gotten. I don't know. Bob Orton called me and asked me to get with him and try to help him. But whenever I seen him for the one time that I seen him, it's hard to figure out what he's missing because he's got it all. He's got it all. He's not a hell of a run, man. Oh fuck yeah, not like us, yeah. like us. But still, you, you you think what what if you know. Well, what, what if a frog had wings? He wouldn't bust his ass when he jumped, I guess. I don't know. You know, when I look back at what they've done over the last 20 years with him, I think that he... Oh, uh, fucking, no, you, there's no better run ever. Yeah. I mean, he has like... From Youngest the, world champion? Right on up to, you know... To, I mean, to, me, to me, he could be right now, could be in the mix. And, yeah, and white hot. Guy. And white hot. Yeah, to me. Yeah. You know, and you get it, you know. One so of the criticisms... I would have loved. And there was a point in time where he said to me, um, I don't remember how, where we were, but we were, uh, what town we were in, but I'd gone there, uh, I don't know if it was LA and I just went to the, to the show or whatever. And I was living there. I can't remember what it was, but we were talking for a while. And then as he started walking, he said, well, eventually, you know, I'm going to see you out there. And I said, yeah, I would love to have that for that to have happened, but I don't think so. And he said, really? He goes, you don't think so? I said, no, I don't. And I bring them Bentley because, you know, I didn't have the greatest relationship with Vince. Yeah. So that's what would have kept it from happening. Yeah. And what's funny, though, when they brought me in, when you were doing, 
um, uh, Slam Dance Film Festival. We went out with the resurrection of Jake Snake. I came back to do um, the the Rumble, and you know, I, you know, they sneak me in. I'm in the back, oh, and God. Bubba's with me, and um, and um, oh God, it escapes my name right now. Uh, um, the uh, the oh God, the guy who's the, do, 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 do. Uh, the uh, <laughs> ate the worms, the uh, boogeyman. Buddy, man. man, I can remember that. Great, I, Jimmy. I'll tell you what, that kid, he's got it. Dude, he was such a stud. I met him in LA when they were doing a, um, when they, they bring all athletes in from all over and they do a training, you know, set, you know, session and guys try out to, you know, to get that spot and they film it all. And of I course think they do. You know, well, I think I think it was like it was uh it was it was just a training camp where they bring people in to look at it. this one. They were tough enough. Or- yeah, it was like something like that. He was getting ready for for that, and he pulled me aside. And here's this guy who's just shredded, and this is as much of a thoroughbred as has ever been out there. He's pure. And he said to me, he said, "Dave goes, you've been a big inspiration in me doing this." Because you did it at 35. He was older. Yeah. He was 40. Wow. He was 40. He looked like that. he was 28. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and blowing everybody away in every trial. And when he goes, but I'm 40, he's like, what do you think? Should I tell them the real age? Fuck no. Uh, yeah, but what I said to him, I said, honesty is always the best policy. But <laughs> I said, but you are kind of right on that too. But I don't know, man. The way you look and what you can do, I don't know. I, me personally, I'd fucking tell him. Yeah, you would. And the bottom line is, he did it. And now they got their his license, his ID. And they find out that yep. you lied to us. It was on Tough Enough, by the way. It was on right. Tough It wasn't Tough Enough. Yep. And you lied to us. And and they put him out. They go, leave. Wow. They sent him off. But they brought him back because they saw something. Yeah, him, right. They did. And so, you know, by the way, it's the three of us in the um, the bus, you know, the 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 what do they call those buses? Uh, uh, you know, where they the really sweet, uh, yeah. the rock and roll type buses. Yeah. You know, where they got the the bed and the kitchen and all that stuff. So we're in, we're on that bus, and and so Michael P.S. Hayes is the one booking this, and Mike comes over, and Cody's going to take a diamond cutter, <clears throat> um, Fandango's taking a diamond cutter. And Bray Wyatt's taking a diamond cutter. Of course he is. And you know who's coming next. And we're, me and Bubba are thinking, here comes Randy Orton. It's going to come in and hit me with shit. You know, and that's going to be it. And then they went Rusev. Oh. Went, Rusev. And Bubba just looked at me. I was like, holy fuck. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because you know, one of the one things that I loved about because Randy's the legend killer. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the people yeah. he killed. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. he killed a bunch of people. 
but he hadn't killed me yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it for him in a heartbeat, Man. you know. But I always plugged it like, hey, dude, let you kill him. Haven't killed me yet. There you go. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, you know what was the most fun about doing that thing with Orton? Whenever I did it for you know, the Legend Killer gimmick. Right, right. We did that in Gwinnett, Georgia. Oh, really? Yeah. Not a good place to do that. Jake. <laughs> It's your home. It's home here. <laughs> and so we did that, and they had to stop the show because the fans would not quit chanting, we want Jake. We oh. want Jake. <laughs> this is going on for 10 minutes. And finally, Hunter walked out there and told them, Jake will be back for you, especially in the last match of the evening. But please help us make this TV show work. <laughs> please stop. Because they were screwing things up. Wow. And uh, that's when I, I went in and threw the snake in on. Uh, there you go. Moxley. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Threw the snake in on Moxley and it pissed on him. <laughs> so it was a great night for everybody. It was a good night, and I got a I got a, a double bump in pay for being in the main event. <laughs> I love Thank that. you, fans. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this question comes from Mike at Cactus Raven seventy four. You mentioned Bray Wyatt. He says, "I loved your mind games during the days between Raven, Bray Wyatt, and you, Jake. Who would win in a battle of mind games?" Oh, definitely, I would. <laughs> without, it, without no question. It's that's three great guys to put together now. Yeah, it's three great guys. And it'd be interesting for a while. Yeah. And then then Raven would be over there doing his uh the What about me? Uh yeah, what about me and the what's the baby bottle called? Uh, it's his finishing maneuver. Um the even flow. Even flow. Yeah, you know, that's on that's on baby bottles. That's what I told him. I said, why did you get something called even flow when that's on every baby bottle? Because it was that song. I know. Girl that. Jam. I know. Yeah. And and Bray and Bray, I, yeah, I, those guys couldn't hang with me. Here's the thing, man. I've been on the road since eternity. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, since they developed water. I was there when that happened. <laughs> I've got a lot of ammunition that you've never seen. 
And now you can remember it. And now I can remember it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sober. So yeah. <clears throat> you couldn't beat a, a messed up Jake. What are you going to do before this? Okay. You, know? you, you and Bray. In each of your primes would have made some magic. That would have been. Oh my crazy. God, we could. Have, no. Oh, we we would have we would have rocked the world, brother. That would have been. They never had to lock up. Just look at each other. Yep. I to agree me, it's like like of, of all people, you know, who left, you know, the company, and he hasn't Show shown up, up anywhere. Well, you're seeing a like, lot of guys coming back now. All of a sudden, here with Hunter in charge, it's yep. could be interesting. Yep, could be. Yo, I just was uh, with Killer Cross, right? Yeah. He was sitting next to me while we were signing. And here's this ridiculously look good-looking son of a bitch. Yo, he's jacked. He's six foot four or five. I mean, this you're talking about a guy who literally has it all. And afterwards, we got done signing. I go, man. I go, it doesn't make sense that you aren't in one of those companies on top. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. Your time is coming and just stay he positive, bro. And then boom, he freaking does the run in on uh, Drew on SmackDown. And it does had to good. happen in between me talking to him, like just. Come to SmackDown. It was probably Triple H put that yo because you know he knows who's out there, and you know, like you said, things are different right now. And I'm I'm super happy for it. Yeah. Um, it's going to help their ratings, yeah. Eventually. And yeah. They've, they've done really well with it. But that kid, that kid's got it. Oh, and like, he's got the package. You, have, you, have, you, have you ever seen him do? I, I said, oh, dude, you ever heard him do Jesse Ventura? No. It's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. My God, dude, it is so good. Who's ever, who's ever doing this in your, on your guy's side, put, just put in, feed in Killer Cross doing a bit with Jesse off of YouTube. Don't tell me you don't have four more reps in you. Come on, Chris, don't tell me it didn't happen. I was there. Jesse Ventura is here? I was doing tricep extensions in the Gulf of Tonkin. I'm a frogman, so are you, Chris. Come on now. Because the cat, oh my God, I love Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And and I used to be able to do him like spot on. And he like it's like listening to the Jesse, you know, and, and you know, I got no time to bleed. And you know, right. yeah, he goes and he's got the accent going. Oh man, that cat, that kid's really talented. Yeah, he's got the whole package. Scarlet being by his side, it, it's just yeah. That's a, a, is that his wife? It's his yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw her there too, um, but yeah, he, uh, th that kid just became like from there to boom. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure, he's, he's he's special. Uh, we got one from Handsome Andrew. Asks, was there any rhyme or reason behind either of you choosing your gear for a match, or was it random? I chose gear for one match and one match only. And that was me and Undertaker. Be I had that gear specifically made for that match. Yeah. Because it had the chick going down the side and all sorts of goofy shit. Airbrush. What about you, Dallas? It was what, what my people had sent to me. You know, for me, uh, starting out, just constantly trying to figure out like who Diamond Dallas Page was. <laughs> 
You know, MGM like, does not have the wardrobe that he has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had so many different looks, and some of them were really gaudy. Some were, you know, uh, just searching for it. And then one, and then Eric calls me one day, and he goes, "Do you know who you are now? You know who you are." I go, no, Eric, who am I? He goes, you're the Bruce Springsteen of wrestling. There you we need go. to put you in jeans. Jeans. And today. It's hard to work with. Yeah, man. Really hard. Especially when you got sweaty. Knee, knee oh, braces. Oh, God. And How did you do that? It was so hard, man. Oh, it was so hard. restriction. I've never even worn knee pads, man. I wanted no restrictions at all. Yeah, but for my knees were bad. Did yeah. you know that? You know, yeah. so coming in, starting bad. Hit by a car when I was 12. I walked out in front of it. Tell him, Stan, hold the bus. And I'm looking past Mr. ADD. He's looking past the bus because I want to go get some candy. And I walked out right in front. And the lady hit my right knee. My face bounced off the hood and I flew 42 That's feet. what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they told me I couldn't play football anymore. Like oh, my geez. life, like my, my life completely changed. Because I mean, football, I was like a prodigy, like to me, like I was going to play Dallas for Dallas Cowboys, Hell yeah. you know, defensive end. I was playing sixth grade. I was playing starting both ways as center and defensive end. And, you know, by the time, you know, I was so I, I loved football so much. And then they wouldn't let me play anymore. Contact oh, God. And what, what came out of it was a drug habit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what came out of it, they let me play baseball and basketball, which I sucked at both. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and baseball, you need at least someone to throw and catch. You know? <laughs> you know, basketball, you can do all by yourself. And as much as I sucked playing, that's something I got. I'd always started, so I wasn't used to doing something where people didn't pick me, you know, or wasn't used oh, to doing God. something where I was sitting on the bench. Oh. So I, I didn't make basketball in seventh grade. I made it in eighth, and I sat on the bench that year. And that's where I learned this will never happen again. And this is the thing. You have to always – sometimes you have to thank, like, the bad things that happen in your life. Like, everything that's happened to me that's been really negative, and this is – the best example I give first time looking back at my life, what it taught me was I went down that, that summer. If I wasn't working my job, I was down the park. I didn't matter if it was raining, did not matter. I was there. Hooks, foul shots, you know, dribbling drills, like everything that you could imagine. I was down there nonstop in Brady. Beginning of that summer and the end of the summer. I was two different people on that court. And then I ended up starting and starting my sophomore year. But what it taught me. Never give up. Well, it taught me work ethic equals results. Yeah. And inside this ring, it says work ethic equals dreams. Explanation point, DDP. So it's like the, the bad things that happen to you can really be the best thing. The craziest Absolutely. thing, me blowing my back out and them telling me that my career's over at 42. That's what DDP yoga comes from. Like what looked like the worst thing never Lucky happened break. to me. <laughs> what? Lucky break. <laughs> right. You know, the worst thing never happened to me. 
turned out again to be the best thing. I, I blow, I blow up my shoulder. I, I tear my rotator cuff. They freaking let me go. Jake calls me to see how I'm doing because we've become friends over this period, but I didn't talk to him because he was gone for a while. Next thing you know, Jake's living with me for three months until he lost a 12 foot black Cobra in my house. But it happens. The, the, the bottom line is it looks like <laughs> the worst thing ever happened. That. And it's not, it, was, it turned out to be the best yeah, because yeah. he pulled me under his wing. I would never be in the position that I'm in today without him. Him and Dusty were like, like I, I had the two greatest mentors ever. Yep. You know? So don't, when something happens to you that's really bad, breathe, keep moving forward, and it, it could be the best thing ever happened. Something good. Well, Jake, you mentioned He's amazing to me. at that. He's done it time and time again. And that's what's always amazed me about him and the fact that he just would not give up, you know, and, uh, it, and that led into me moving in with the into the crib and, and getting sober because that whole time he would never give up mm-hmm. because I tried, believe me, I tried a couple of times to get kicked out <laughs> yeah. and I'd have to go meet him and we'd sit down and he'd go, he fucked up. You really messed up this time. Yeah, I did. What should we do? Well, I should probably, you know, go leave or something. No, 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 we're not giving up yet. Oh, fuck. What does it take to get kicked out of this place? <laughs> I used to say to him, I said, I said, I'm never going to give up on you, dude. I said, oh, you yeah. give up on you. Yeah. That's on you. But yeah. I'm not. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And that's that's what made it happen for me because I I finally realized there's somebody out there that loves me more than I love myself. What's wrong with that, Jake? What is wrong with that? Start loving yourself, you know, and start making things happen for yourself with the hard work because I got it from him. And I challenge anybody out there. You haven't got no game until you do it like he's done it. No doubt. That's. That's that's the Hall of Fame right there. Well, Jake, you mentioned to me earlier that you even had your own close call in a car recently as well. Oh, my God. 
what a weird weekend I had the last two weekends. Uh, the first weekend was in Raleigh where the guy jumped out of his own airplane. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That yeah. was nuts. You know that? No. Uh, bro, you bro, I'm flying into Raleigh to do this gig, and as we're landing, we take back off. I'm like, what the hell's going on now? They've just shut down the airport. There's a plane coming in without landing gear. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he comes in, does his thing. Now we're they're going to send us away to, to Greensboro to get more fuel. I'm like, oh my God, you know, how long is this going? We circled for an hour and a half. And just as we're going to Greensboro, they turn us around, and tell us to land. So we land. And as we are landing, I look out, I see the plane upside down. Upside down. Yeah. It had whoops, it had skidded down the runway. And then hit the grass and flipped over. Mm. So as I go into the airport, friggin' cops are running every which way. I'm thinking, well, what are they running for? Because the shit's over. Right. Well, then I find out that plane out there, when it took off, it had two people in it. When it landed, it only had one. Where's the other guy? Where is the other guy? Evidently, as they were coming in, he decided, well, let me see if I can look at the landing gear. And he, he had one of those planes that lowered the back part down. And he reached out there to look down at the landing gear and it sucked him right out. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. And he didn't land well. Wow. He landed in somebody's backyard. He died? Oh, yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah, he had, tree, he had trees coming down. Right. Wow. But that done him, man. So then this weekend, we're coming home, Cheryl and I. We'd had a wonderful time. At the signing, and I'm doing my usually Jake dumb stuff when I'm driving. It's, I'm doing 85 miles an hour, and she's holding on to everything, which she just doesn't like speed, you know. Yeah. And I like speed, especially in heavy traffic. But I look <laughs> in my side view mirror, and I see a guy coming up from behind me. And this guy, I'm doing 85, and he's closing quick. And he's got his flashers on. I thought, well, man, it must be a real emergency, you know, somebody's dying or something. So I move over. As he goes by me, I look, and the front end of his car is being held on by straps. Ugh. You know? And 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 gorilla tape. But all the, the wind hitting it is pushing that nose down, hitting the concrete. <laughs> you know? As he goes by me, all of a sudden, the front end comes off. The whole damn nose. Mm. He runs over it, which breaks it into pieces. I've got a hunk flying, this big flying right at my windshield. And I did a quick, and somehow a miracle made wow. it past that. Wow, how are you looking? Now, the reason I'm telling you about this is I wonder right then, not only how valuable I find life and how life can change so quickly, so don't get down about it. But the one thing you got to have is Car shield. You do got a car <laughs> shield. You're a freaking genius, Jake the Snake, because if he had car shield, he wouldn't well, have to pay for it. He wouldn't have because car shield allows you to choose the mechanic and car shield's administrators handle all the record to pick him up. He could have gotten a record to pick him up because guess what? If you break down on the side of the road, give you a rental car. They got coast to coast roadside assistance. They give you rental car options, trip reimbursement, no extra costs. Their plans cover 
more parts than ever before, whether your car's got 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, and you don't got to deal with any paperwork or headaches. CarShield has got you taken care of. If you get your coverage today, you lock in your price now. It's never going to go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. And CarShield wants to help you protect your wallet. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. It's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Man, that was that was that was smooth there, Jake. I'm glad you're okay. I learned it, I learned it from you. That's right. That's you're right. Segway master. Ooh, I try, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's a high pressure situation up here. I understand, brother. I'm glad that you're okay. We're all glad that you're brother, okay. It was very scary. And and my wife for the first time in a long time, actually quit holding on. Wow. She realized I had her back, you know, but uh, it, it did make me think about how quickly our lives can change. Absolutely. Or be over. 100%. You know, and and not even be part of it other than the fact that you just happen to be there. Right. You know? Yeah. I've All got right, a, so what do you got for us? I've got a question for you, Jake. And I've wanted to ask you this for a while, and it came up in my Twitter feed recently with all this Vince McMahon stuff going down. And people Uh-oh. were saying, oh, it was just simpler times when the 1987 Slammy Awards happened. And for those of you oh, who God. don't remember the 1987 Slammy Awards, it was a musical extravaganza oh, that God. saw Vince McMahon sing Stand Back in Atlantic City and a bunch of different WWE superstars had to learn song and dance numbers. And in the middle of stand back, I see Jake, the snake Roberts playing a trumpet and he's doing choreographed dance moves. I yeah. need to know John Alba wants to know what the hell was that experience like? Because I've never seen anything like it in wrestling since I wanted to slash my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I can't dance. I don't claim to be a dancer. I like to watch dancers, but I wouldn't be a dancer. You know what I'm saying? And musical instruments, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, much less play a trumpet. That whole shenanigan was probably the worst time I've had in the WWE, F, or any other organization. Because we were asked to come to Atlantic City for three days with our wives, our husbands, stay in that hotel, come to all this stuff to rehearse and do all this and do the show and all that and have to listen through Vance and stand, say stand back, which we all know it was a shoot from the word get go. <laughs> and we got paid nothing for doing it. Nothing, 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 not zilch. They, they were so kind to take care of our hotel rooms. That trip cost me like six grand. <laughs> Because they had gambling, you know. True. And they had alcohol. And uh, we had way too much time on our hands. Yeah, it was a horrible thing to have to go through. It sucked uh, from the get-go, the, the outfits that we had to wear. I mean, just the whole thing, you know. And Beefcake's doing it. Oh, my God. Hogan's <laughs> doing the guitar. It's like, oh, give me a break. And Vince is just so goddamn confident to stand out there and belt that out. And he belted it out, you know, and uh, thank God we moved forward and things have changed. It just screamed sports entertainment. That was. Oh, no, it screams a lot worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of stuff you really hate. Sports bullshit. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was brutal, man. That is. Brutal. 
All right, we got this question from Brandon McRae. Says, did you like working with bigger guys in size or smaller talent? I've heard over the years big guys love working smaller guys. Do you find that to be true? I I I, I think big guys love smaller guys because most people are smaller than big guys. They wouldn't call them big guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter to me. It never did. Uh, it's different styles. Hundred percent, you know, and uh, usually a big guy won't bump you as much as a little guy will. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? You know, you get in the ring with a big guy, but he doesn't toss you around like a pinball. You get in the ring with a smaller guy, and he wants to bump your ass off. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't matter to me. Yeah, How about I, you, D? I, I remember when I was going down to power plant all the time, and and Bishop would say, "Why do you keep going back down there? You know how to wrestle." I said, "Yeah, but I can't. I want to be able to work with big, you know, with giant." Paul White or Ray Mysterio. Yeah. You know, so I, I kept going until, you know, I could actually really do that. And, you know, I love working with the smaller guys because they could do more. Yeah. They open the doors for much more. Yeah. Yeah. The way, the way more got to get, there was like, I didn't realize I did Chavo's podcast and it was right before I worked with Eddie. And it was a thing where we set it, they set up me and Chavo to work together because I was working with Eddie, but Eddie had to go to Japan for a month. So uh Chavo, I did not realize it, but he'd only had like 15 or 20 matches. Yeah. And he was really good yeah. for like I had and he wasn't telling anybody. And but he told me on this podcast, I'm like, you had how many? You had like, like 15, maybe 20 matches. Yeah. And now we're working in a pay-per-view, you know, and there was some things. There was one move I did with him that I've never done with anyone else before. Because you know, some of the guys who aren't at doing it too big, you can't do that stuff with them. Yeah. You know, and Job did a really great job, and uh, and the, the finish was 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 a really sweet diamond cutter that we came up with out of it. But uh, um, yeah, I've worked with Eddie Guerrero was one of my favorite people. Oh yeah, ever to God, work yeah. With. Yeah. I mean, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago about that. Yeah, uh, my favorite tag team partner. Yeah, he he uh, he made yeah because he did everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I once said that Brutus and Barber Beefcake had the best tag team partner in the world, and because the warrior uh, the warriors were spouting out how much they depended on each other, it was over in Japan, and I got tired of hearing this BS, and I said, no, no, Valentine. Is the greatest tag team partner ever because he goes out and does all the work and does the job. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> Beefcake's standing comfortably in the corner. <laughs> so great. But but Eddie was so great because, you know, God, like he could do anything. Yeah. You know, he, he could make his body do anything. I, I, I believe that guys like Rey Mysterio, um, Eddie Guerrero could have been Olympic, like, silver gold medalists in the Olympics, you know, as gymnasts because they had such control of their bodies. All those Mexican kids are cats, man. Yeah, they are. You mentioned Rey Mysterio. I was watching him on Raw the other night. This guy is unbelievable. He is still... I don't know how he can still do it, bro. I don't know how he could. He came out when I, he was at Flair's. Uh, he was. He was at, at the last match yep. and he came mm-hmm. out. Dang, he gave me a big hug. Got to meet his son, Dominic. Sweetheart kid. And what a great family. A great, great feeling to be able to work with your son. You know, but you know, uh, Billy's doing it, you know, when uh, 
you know, in uh, AEW, you know, and getting to work with both of his kids. And I don't know how the hell that guy looks. He's bigger and stronger than he was in his prime 20 years ago. He's doing all these contests. Ah, Dude, he's 60. He is an animal, like freak. And, and I grabbed him somewhere, oh, and oh, I felt like I was like grabbing this, <laughs> like this table. I'm like, like I'm a freak at 66 to be able to do shit I can do, but he makes me look like I can't do shit. Yeah. I mean, he freaking like he, go out there and be able to still do that in the ring, and especially. I'm sure the little extra adrenaline there is being on oh, yeah. the kid, yeah. you know, and share it with them. And I walked by him and, and did one of these. You hurt your hurt my wrist, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Snapped my wrist. I looked at him. He goes, what'd you do that for? I'm like, Captain, I was just, you know, and he said, no, no, hurt yourself. I'm like, mm, fucker. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's a beast, man, beyond. Yeah. So uh, so you were saying something about Ray. I'm sorry. I, I was just saying, he's just, he's unbelievable, man. It's It's insane that all these years later, he's still at the, the first time I've seen him. He, he was 15 years old. Wow. Wow. In the ring. Wow. Wrestling. That's amazing. You know, when he went, 15. when I was 36 and he was, cause he's 22 years younger than me. Uh, and I was, uh, and I was 36 and he was 14 and he was the uh, rookie of the year <clears throat> with Meltzer. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell's Ray Mysterio? I'm number two. I got that West Coast, man. Yeah. And then, then, of course, when he came in WCW and I heard, I've, I've told the story a million times. I, I heard Ray Mysterio's in the ring. People were talking about this kid, you know? And I'm like, Ray Mysterio? Like that name was fresh on my mind, you know? Mm. And I fucking went out there and watched and I went, wow. I was a very distant second. <laughs> like um, I wasn't even I wasn't even close. It wasn't like we were nose to nose. It was like he blew past me. <laughs> a cataclyst asks, do you think that if wrestling became similar to the late nineties, it would affect society as a whole? And I think yeah, that stems from in the late nineties during the Monday Night Wars, or as yeah. Eric Bischoff likes to call it, the Nitro era. Everyone and their mother was watching wrestling. Monday Night Raw or Monday Nitro were outdrawing Monday Night Football. So yeah. if wrestling were to become that popular again, how do you think it would affect society? Wrestling's a part of society. I mean, again, when you look at, if you look at, like oh, we were just talking about it earlier or last week, um, about all the guys do the belt thing. You know, there's a belt for everything now. Everybody's got belts. Yeah, home run, home you runs know? get you on. And then, but it ain't fucking, but it ain't, but it ain't like boxing belts. No, it's wrestling, wrestling belts. belts. You know, I mean, the, <clears throat> there's so many things that we did. Like, you never saw fireworks on, <clears throat> or I should say, pyro in the NFL. Until wrestling just like next thing you know, they're all over it on the NFL. The NFL copied a lot of our stuff, you know. Nothing wrong with that. It's all it it all works, but you know, it's a it's it's just a different time. Yeah, you know, and it's it's never, you know, the the athletes like like I was talking about that kid last week, you know, Nick Wayne. The shit that he could do at 16 years old. Yeah. Like he did diamond cut. I watched him do two different diamond cutters that I was just like, how the hell did he even do that? You know, 
the um, and that's what's really cool about that that site. Uh, we we're not talking about them today, but IWTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know uh, that that shows so many amazing young talented kids out there, but uh, you know um, we don't have the athletic ability that they have no. today. So uh, when you get a mix of that, you start to use like Jake and I always talk about use what we did in the eighties and the nineties and really sell mix with that. Then you get magic. Yeah. You know, and there's guys who are doing it. There's a few, you know, there's, you know, Brian Danielson, you know, that's, I, I think I say it all the time. Kenny Omega. You know, he's the best in the world. Both of those guys. Oh. And Kenny's taking some time down now because, you know, healing. Because that guy smart puts himself through a, you know, a lot of abuse for the fans, and the fans appreciate it today. They, they get it more than ever. Today. They're smarter, <clears throat> so you know they're they're part of the show and part of uh, you know these kids a- asking these questions. You know they're a part of what we're doing. You know, certainly, what else you got, man. Well, I do want to take a quick second here. You talked about IWTV, our sponsor last week. One sponsor we do have this week, Chili Sleep, of course. It's one of our favorites here on DDP Snake. Absolutely. See, science tells us that the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering core body temperature. Temperature Temperature-controlled sleep repairs muscles after a hard day's work and improves cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert, and Lord knows I need to improve my cognitive function, especially after I do these marathon podcast tapings. I know, that's right. (laughs) And Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being, like the Uller and Cube Sleep Systems, hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperatures. Jake, I know you're like Billy D. Williams. You're cooler than the other side of the pillow, man. And that helps you happen here with Chili Sleep. What's your experience been like? When I hit that bed, brother, it's like, ah. And then I just closed my eyes. I used to be real bad about having to leave the TV on. You know, to have that noise. But now, man, I turn that TV off and I hit that bed. And it's like I'm feeling the coolness just come right through my body, man. And I take a deep breath, man. I put that CPAP on and see you later. And I wake up, but when I wake up, it's not that that I have to get out of bed and make sure this still works and that still works because I sleep good. Yeah, sleep yeah. good. Man. I'm sleeping way better. I'm sleeping way better than that. And, and as you get older, that's an issue. That's, right. that's an issue. Anybody who's listening to this who, who literally, you know, is in your fifties or sixties, you know, because that's when it starts happening to you. Yeah. And they're like, "What do you mean I can't sleep all the way through?" Yeah, but I've been I've been just waking up once a night, which is you said notorious for only oh. sleeping four hours a day, man. Yeah, man, it was killing me. <laughs> I told him you said maybe you're in such good shape your body doesn't need it. That was my theory. <laughs> he liked well, it too, though. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or you sleep cold. They're sleep systems that are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. So you can head over to chillysleep.com slash ddpsnake to learn more. Save 30% off your purchase of any new Cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for DDP Snake Pit listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash ddpsnake to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every single day. Brody, Brody, you have a good one we can end with, man, because I got to get out of here. Sure. I got one for you right here, okay? This is from John of the Dead. 
And I think this is a great question into the psychology of Jake the Snake Roberts. Hmm. After the fans turned Jake face, then he switched heel in 91. How tough was it for him to use the DDT since it was so over? I know he would tease it when fans chanted for it, but did he ever think of abandoning it because of the positive crowd reaction it still got? Now, you've talked a lot about this, both of you have, about how sometimes when you go heel, you just have to uh, abandon some of the things that uh, made you who you were, but you also don't want to authentically change yourself. So how did you balance that, Jake? I, I didn't even think about changing that. You know, that'd be like saying, okay, Jake, you can walk out there with a gun or without a gun. I'll take the gun, you know, come on. And and the way you get by it is by your, the way you react to it, what you do before it. Uh, I, I stopped doing so many of the, uh, out of surprise, you know, uh, situations where I would just get it out of nowhere. And I went more deliberate and went tougher and angrier. And I, and I do it with a snarl. So it was for me, and it was thrown away. And then I toss them out sometimes when I didn't, you know, like, oh, well, I don't know. You, you know, you don't call the match, I do, you know. Yeah. So that was always fun. But uh, I think you're a fool if you throw away what's over. You know, I mean, you know, it's really foolish. Don't do yep. that. Dallas, any thoughts on that? No, I, I, you know, it's another thing that I studied over Jake, and that's how the diamond cutter probably took shape because it used to be when Johnny Ace originally gave it to me, he had one arm around the neck and he kicked out. That's what he did. So that's what I did. But Regal gave me the cravat, you know, so I keep So now it's a hold. Like if I put you in that, I'm not going anywhere. And um, that, that affects your timing and makes it even better because I literally am taking it there. Uh, And then it was, Taking it out of nowhere is what, of course, took it to a different level. And that's watching Jake do, you know, add 80 hours of Jake that some kid had given him 40 VHS tapes that was full of Jake the Snake Roberts. That was it. So, I mean, that was like the number one thing that I really studied. So that the diamond cutter came out of that, you know, for me as a heel, I was still going to hit it out of nowhere because you know, it, for the people who were playing along with me and ha- hating me as the heel, it, they're still going to pop, but they're going to be pissed too. Yeah. You know, so. They're going to be pissed that they popped. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, How I, crazy is that? <laughs> but watching Jake, and there was times where I, I would go for it and I would have the guy get out of it, you know, so that's another way around that which brings it back to the shoot like one of my things would sting because if i work even if i was a baby face at a time if i'm with sting i'm going to take that heel route damn right because i'm not going to try to do a double baby face match with him. and the finish i came up with was he's in the turnbuckle and i go to take him out and he holds on to the ropes and i go back again to take him out and the first thing was he hooks with his elbows then the next time he looks with his hands. And then when I come back again, he steps over me and hit me with that that drop. When I dropped the strap to him that night, that was maybe the biggest pop I've ever heard. Because they didn't see it coming. They didn't That's see does his it. coming. And you were in control. Right. <laughs> so it was and it was also one of those matches that you've got five more minutes in. And we I'm literally talking. And calling that whole 
last five minutes of that deal. And we knew different things we had done together. So that's like, when you look at it, we talked about it earlier about Steamboat and Flair. They, they've worked together so many times that it's just, it's magical. It's like a night off, yeah. you know, going out there. They might go 60 minutes, you know, but they freaking, they know each other so well. And they you love know? every minute of it. Folks. Yeah. And you don't want to get out that. Well, I loved every minute of this. I love doing these Ask Jake and Dallas Anything episodes. They're super fun. So there's so many questions we still haven't even gotten to. So hashtag DDP Snake. Send them to us. We want to get them. We will talk about them. We will ask them. It will be good stuff. So make sure you get that. Check out these two guys on Cameo. That's where you can help them out. They'll give you a personalized message in the process. Anything else you guys want to add this week? Man, I just did a cameo for a guy wanting to break up with his wife, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, did I turn heel on him. I said, sweetheart, <laughs> you're getting the best bump up in class ever. For a guy to ask me to break up with you, he's a real jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I turned heel on his ass, man. Are you oh kidding me? Goodness. Baby, come see me. All right, <laughs> oh uh, dude, see you next week. We'll see you guys next week right here on DDP Snake Pit.